and welcome to Startup Europe, the Sifted podcast, the show where we discuss the biggest stories coming out of European tech and startups. I'm Amy, Sifted's editor, and today we're discussing one single story on the show. I'm joined by senior reporters Freya Pratty and Tim Smith, who this week reported allegations of sexual harassment at the London-based VC firm DN Capital. Sifted spoke to 18 people who worked with the firm over a period ranging from 2003 to 2022. Seven of those people alleged workplace misconduct at the firm, including bullying, sexualized comments and physical touching in the office from DN's founding partner Nenad Maravak during the early 2010s. Two of the women claimed that the experience of working there made them leave the venture capital industry altogether. It's important to say right at the top that Maravak himself has denied these allegations, telling Sifted he is, I quote, shocked, disappointed and saddened to learn of them, adding that they do not reflect him as a person nor the culture at DN Capital. He also said they are anonymous claims, which are often in vague and general terms, making it impossible and inappropriate for him to comment on them. DN Capital, meanwhile, also told us that the allegations do not reflect the culture at the firm, adding that in 23 years of operating, there have never been informal or formal complaints of inappropriate conduct from current or former staff. The firm did say that it takes its responsibilities as an employer extremely seriously and has therefore instigated a thorough and independent investigation led by an experienced law firm with which the business will cooperate fully. The spokesperson added that the investigation will report to DN's non-executive chairman and that Maravac has proactively taken the decision to step back from internal day-to-day management until the investigation is complete to protect its integrity. So with that in mind, Freya, tell us who is Nenad Maravac and why is DN such a big deal in European tech? So Nenad Maravac founded DN Capital 23 years ago, which makes it one of Europe's older VC firms. And across the years, it's backed some of the continent's biggest tech successes. So there was the sale of Shazam to Apple uh, and a, a company called Remitly, which IPO'd for $7 billion, both of which DN had backed. Another big one for DN was German startup Auto One, which listed at a $12 billion valuation. DN were one of the company's earliest investors, and it reportedly gave them a 25x return. So they've backed some of the continent's biggest wins. And that's led Maravac himself to get a place on the Forbes Midas list, which is a ranking of the continent's most successful investors. DN as a Firm has also won awards, VC House of the Year. Maravac has been shortlisted for other awards, Investor of the Year, things like that. So it's one of the oldest VC firms in Europe. And it's also made some some strong bets and and brought back good returns. And so, Tim, how did you and Freya start reporting this story? Yeah, so we actually started this reporting process not looking into DN. We were looking into rumors or stories about misconduct at another VC firm but then one senior woman that we spoke to in VC at the time told us that she hadn't heard any serious allegations at that fund but we should perhaps start asking some questions of people who'd worked at DN so we started reaching out to people who had experience there and the first conversation I had back in January was with someone who had left the fund pretty recently And she described working at DN as the most humiliating experience. She claimed that male staff would frequently ignore female colleagues, making jokes about putting women on mute during video calls and this sort of complete 
bro culture that she claimed existed there. She claimed that her experience at DN and the way she was treated turned her off the entire VC world. She said that if you're a woman, you go to work surrounded by a group of men who don't take you seriously and treat you badly and are rude to you all day long every day, then you just need to leave. So this wasn't the most serious of the allegations that we ended up hearing about, but it did make us think there was a case for looking into this because as we know, venture capital is a very male dominated industry and a culture that encourages women to leave that industry has big knock-on effects for tech and entrepreneurship more generally. So that's why we started asking more questions. And Freya, so tell us, uh, any of the listeners who haven't actually haven't read this piece, what are some of the, the kind of main allegations made about Maravac and his treatment of women in the piece from, from the people that we spoke to? So we spoke to two women who worked at DN in the early 2010s who both alleged that Maravac would touch women on the bum in the office. So one woman who we call Olivia in the piece, um, all the names have been changed. She alleges that working at DN meant being touched on the bum countless times and that you just laugh it off and walk away. Another woman alleged a similar thing that he would slap people on the bum and laugh as he walked past, meaning Maravac. She also alleged that people at the fund would tell each other not to be on their own with Maravac and that there was a, a code among the women working there. Three people we spoke to alleged that Maravac had inappropriate relationships with members of the DN Capital team. So two alleged that he was in a sexual relationship with one of the interns at the firm. Another alleged that she had knowledge of him having a number of office relationships with younger women. And you also, didn't you, Freya, you spoke to quite a few people who alleged that Maravac made lots of comments about women and how they looked and that, that contributed, they felt that contributed to a pretty uncomfortable working environment. Yeah, so one woman we interviewed who we call Mary in the piece alleged that Maravac would make sexualized comments about interns. So she claimed that he would walk out of interviews with interns and say things like, quote, oh my God, hasn't she got a beautiful ass on her? Or, oh my God, not that fat elephant. Another former employee who we call Kai alleged that they had to prevent promising female interns meeting Maravac early in the hiring process because of this attitude. So Kai alleged that he once had to have an early conversation with the team saying that an intern couldn't be put in front of Maravac until the technical assessment because he feared she would then just be hired based on her looks. And he said to us, quote, we literally had to manage around the issue. And Tim, it wasn't just this kind of sexualized behavior and commentary about how people looked, was it? What else did we hear from sources? Yeah, so, you know, there was this common theme that as we've just heard that, you know, Maravac paid a lot of attention to the way some people looked, but then Mary, who Freya described some of her quotes earlier, she alleged that he would bully her. So she alleged that he said things like, don't you think it's time to lose weight? Get out of my office. What are you smiling about? If I had a face like you, I wouldn't smile. Or things like, I don't want any more ugly people in the office, is what she claimed. And she also alleged that the bullying and the way he spoke to her got worse the longer that she was there. She also claimed that Maravac reveled in making women feel emotionally insecure in the office, saying he wanted to see every woman in there cry, quote, he'd walk in and say, according 
to marry, great, another one's cried. She added that her self-confidence was really damaged and that she had to seek support from others who'd been through the same experience after she left. She said around a dozen former employees started an informal support group, all of them women who'd left DN, and that it was common that Maravac, she claimed, would berate people in front of the whole office, saying things like, don't you think you need to start going to the gym? Don't put her on our website as she would frighten the investors away, that kind of thing. So more allegations of making people feel emotionally insecure in the workplace. And why why do we think that these, you know, these people have taken so long to make these allegations, to to tell these stories? I mean, one woman we spoke to said to me that she thought speaking out on something like this could be career suicide, she termed it as. She was concerned that if her she was linked to allegations like this, male partners at other firms would be worried they'd be accused of something by her. Those who did want to call out bad behaviour were also allegedly strongly incentivized not to do it. So Mary claimed that Maravac would keep people quiet about their experience by, she said, playing psychological games. And two former employees claimed that that would involve withholding carry, which is the cut of fund performance that VCs get on top of their pay uh, to keep people from speaking out about misconduct at the firm. And another important aspect of this story, um, and I guess one of the reasons why we felt it was important to report these allegations is that one of DN Capital's investors is the European Investment Fund. So, you know, a public pot of money that invests in VC funds. Why, you know, why is that so significant? Yeah, so the European Investment Fund, the EIF, is a wing of the European Investment Bank, which takes public money from EU taxpayers and invests them in, amongst other things, venture capital funds. So the EIF is the biggest backer of European VC funds. In 2022 alone, it backed 67 funds with 2 billion euros of capital. So we reached out to the EIF regarding the allegations against DN Capital and Maravac and asked if it had ever been made aware of concerns around culture at the firm. A spokesperson said that EIF applies thorough due diligence and monitoring measures and adheres to the highest professional standards as per its respective policies and that it firmly condemns any form of misconduct, adding that they wouldn't comment on these specific allegations, but that the EIF is committed to safety, respect and integrity in all of its partnerships. They've since then come back with a new statement to us saying that the allegations are significant and that the EIF does take them seriously. But again, given that there's an ongoing investigation being conducted by an independent party, they didn't want to comment further. So we'll have to wait and see how they respond to the results of whatever the results are of DN's externally led investigation. And we should highlight again that these are just allegations that uh, Maravac himself has denied them, that DN has said they're not reflective of its culture and that the firm is opening an investigation. Um, And Freya and Tim, what kind of response have you had since we published the piece earlier this week? So yeah, the reaction to the piece is that it's been very well read, particularly for a story coming out in August when all of VC land is on holiday. But It's been interesting to see that compared to other stories that Sifted runs that get this amount of readership, it has been very sparsely shared on social media. Very few people have been interacting with it, liking it, reposting it. And I think, you know, that speaks to some of the issues that Freya mentioned earlier about 
not wanting to be seen to be a troublemaker in this industry. Yeah, and I'm I'm in a women in BC group on WhatsApp, and it was really interesting to see the conversation that it sparked there. And a lot of what people brought up was exactly this point that it's especially hard, perhaps, to speak out about any workplace issues in the VC industry because firms are small and reputation as Freya and Tim, you know, the point Freya and Tim made in their piece is extremely important. And uh, people, people know that if you're going to be in the industry for a while, you know, you're going to work, want to work at other firms and you might even want to co-invest with a firm that you've left. And so any kind of, I guess, stain on your name from having spoken up about anything, whether it's, uh, you know, even if it's true, you know, people are really worried about that. And so, you know, it, it takes quite a lot of bravery for people to to make allegations and to and to speak to the press. Something that was quite interesting was some of the women in this VC group started, you know, saying, how can we have a kind of whistleblowing hotline for things like this in future? But what some VC partners I spoke to said was they, they really think it, if there are problems at firms, it needs, you know, change needs to come from other partners at those firms. You know, they're, some of the people I spoke to's opinion was that's that's really, it has to be from people's peers that sort of say, you know, if they think behavior is inappropriate um, and that people who are kind of further down the pecking order in VC or even the investors in VC firms who are that step removed, there's a limit to what impact they can have. So this is a conversation we want to keep having. We've been speaking to to sifted readers about this. And if you do have anything you want to to add in response to the DN story or to this issue of kind of transparency and workplace culture at VCs more broadly, uh, I encourage you to get in touch with me or Tim or Freya. We're all just Tim at Freya at or Amy at sifted.eu. And we obviously treat any emails we get on sensitive topics extremely confidentially. And you can trust that it will stay with us if you get in touch. Thank you, Tim and Freya, for all your hard work reporting this piece. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to this episode of Startup Europe. Next week, we'll be back with a regular news show. So please join us then. Bye bye.